Hello, everybody, and welcome to In Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists, editorial board members, and columnists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by sports writer Greg Luca. Uh, welcome to the show. We have a really special episode. I'll, uh, I'll give it off to you right now. Yeah, we're fortunate today to be joined by UTSA quarterback Frank Harris. He's a senior from Schertz in Clemens High. He is the Dave Campbell's Offensive Player of the Year. He's the semifinalist for the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award and the Davey O'Brien Award. Uh, he could have been the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year instead of Sincere. That would have been my pick, but no, nobody tells Sincere that. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Frank will never tell you that. And uh, Coach Jeff Trailer calls him the reason why we're here as UTSA has gone on this incredible season. Conference USA champions, 12-1. and one, And you can look at his stats and see what he's produced this year. 2,906 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Crazy season all the way around. And so Frank Harris is here to take us through his journey a little bit, how he got to this point. Frank, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. So just generally, what has it been like for you as a senior to have your team put together the kind of season that you guys have had and the run that you guys have been on this year? You know, there's been a lot of off-season work, things behind the behind the scenes going into it. Um, with Coach Follow in the weight room, uh, just learning the playbook some more, um, getting to learn defenses and just, you know, just diving into it and, and being more of a, you know, a vet in the game. And uh, and that goes for everybody in, in each position. And it's finally showing up, and uh, we're just blessed to be in the position that we are in now. I've got to interview you guys quite a bit this year, and I always try to figure out at what point you guys sort of realized that this kind of thing could be possible or that it became clear that this season might be as special as it was. Was there like a moment that it kind of clicked for you? Well, you know, last year we went 7-5, and five, um, and we didn't have a spring ball. So that kind of spoke volume to us. Um, of course, Shredder does a great job, you know, just letting us play freely. Um, so last season, you know, was a great testament to us, um, just coming into this offseason, learning to playbook some more. And all those things kind of added up. And uh, we knew it would be very pr- pretty good this year, especially getting all the seniors back. Um, that was that was a plus for us. And uh, we're just blessed, like I said, to be in this position. And you guys have so many experienced play- players, and it's been a crazy journey for all of you guys. But for you specifically, you've overcome a lot of adversity to get to this point. And I want to you know, go through that journey a little bit with you. And it starts really going back to Clemens. It was 2016, your senior year. You had that that first ACL tear. You know, what do you remember about that moment or that play or the, you know, what, what went on there? Um, I was going, you know, it was, uh, I cut back going against Harold Watson. You know, we went to elementary school together. Um, we know, I knew everybody at Justin cause I was supposed to go there and I don't know, I guess I just tried to stiff arm him and he kind of just pushed me out of bounds. And I guess my weight, I guess my knee went inside and uh, when he pushed me, I guess I went outside and I just felt a pop and uh, I landed and it was instant pain. Um, I told them uh, I went to the locker room. I asked if I could come back in the game. <laughs> they asked me to bend my knee and I couldn't move it. So they was like, oh, that's your answer right there. So, uh, you know, it was it was stressful. Actually, they thought it was my uh, meniscus, all the x-rays and all those MRIs. They thought it was an x-ray. I mean, they thought it was a meniscus. So I was supposed to come back um, in two weeks. So everything was planned. Everything was good. And then I went in for surgery. I woke up and uh, my doctor said that my ACL was flipped inside out. That's why I didn't come up on a, um, MRs in the, in the x-rays. Uh, so I woke up and uh, got that news. So it was real tough for me. I just started boiling my eyes out and then uh, had a long journey since then. It's such a difficult time. I mean, there's never a good time for that, but it's you're getting ready to make the next step to college and you're getting ready to sign. Did you kind of worry about the impact that would have on your opportunities or what that meant for your move to the next level? Well, it was crazy because uh, at the time, Coach Sefo was the, the OC and quarterback coach here. He was actually at that game. 
And uh, as I was getting recruited, my parents would always ask the coaches, um, like Coach Wilson and them, if I were to get hurt with Josh Jordan on my scholarship. And that's something my parents asked. Hmm. And Coach Wilson said that that they would. So it was ironic that I did get hurt. And uh, Coach Coach Wilson was a man of his word. And he honored my scholarship. And uh, I'm forever thankful for that. And so then you go through spring 2017 here, rehabbing the Fall 2017 season is a redshirt year for you, still rehabbing, and then you come back and you're participating in spring practice, and then a similar situation happens again. Kind of what goes through your head when it's you're finally on the road to recovery and then it hits you a second time? It was crazy. They had just named me the starter for like the second – that was like my second day starting. Um, at the end of – towards the end of practice, it was chippy all practice. I'll never forget. Um, I was going um, – I ran the ball up the middle. I cut outside. It was C.J. Levine. Tried to juke him out. Um, I guess my knee guy got stuck in the in the ground. In similar instance, um, I just fell to the ground. I kind of grabbed him because I was in so much pain, and they came over there. Um, at first, I didn't think it was my ACL because it didn't hurt as bad. Um, and then once they came in and I did the the uh, ACL test on me, whatever it's called, um, they told me once again it was my ACL. So it's like I just I felt like at that point I couldn't catch a break. So it was it was very frustrating. It was hard on me. Yeah, I mean, talk about not catching a break and this being the second time you're going through it. Was it was it easier or harder the second time? Um, I think probably it was a lot harder only because I knew what was was coming up. So um, I knew what to prepare for. But at the same time, I felt like it wasn't as much as a surprise. So I felt like it was harder um, to do certain things because I knew at this point last time I was at this position. Um, so I should be here now. So it was just harder to try to like, trying to compare my my last surgery to this surgery. Um, but it was it was did differently. Um, so my leg was forever different. My right leg will be will forever be different than my left one. So kind of had to understand that during the process. And uh, I think I did. And it was it was very frustrating. It's crazy because when you you come back in 2019 and you're able to play, but the level of like fearlessness that you play with and the way you run the ball, I feel like it's got to be difficult from the mental side to kind of have that like faith in your knee or that it's going to hold up. Was that a process for you to kind of be confident in that? Uh, well, you know, my doctor, he's a great doctor, uh, Dr. Holmes. Um, he always told me, you know, even when I had my first ACL surgery, my left one, he always said that I'm more likely to tear the right one than I will you hmm. know, to re-tear my left one. So that always stuck with me. And then once I tore the right one, it was kind of just like, you <laughs> he know, was right, right? he told me that I wouldn't tear the other one. So when I had both of them tore, it's kind of like, well, um, which one can I tear now? So um, that kind of always stuck with me. He always said it was really uh, realistically stronger than a normal knee um, if I rehab the right way. And uh, so I did that I did that for both of my knees. Um, so I just never really felt, you know, thinking of negative like that. Um, you, you know, you start playing timid like that, that's usually when things happen. And uh, I know I put the work in to rehab to get to where I was. So, I, I mean, you couldn't play like that. And all of that payoff is that at the start of the 2019 season, you're the starter and you start the first four games and then this time it's it's a shoulder. I mean, at that point, you got to be thinking like, what what's <laughs> going on here or what's next? Like what goes through your head when you have that injury pop up as well? Um, well, I've, I've always, my, my shoulder's always been nagging me. Um, even when I first, my true freshman when I got here, it was a crazy situation. Well, we were finna go scrimmage uh, and one of the quarterbacks transferred out that morning and it was my turn to go, and it was versus the one offense. I mean, the one defense, hmm. two offense. So it was me, and they called my name. I didn't think I was supposed to go with those guys. <laughs> Plus, go to threes. So I'm going to get Marcus Davenport, Kevin Strong, all those guys, Josiah. And I'm like, and I'm only 18, so I'm like, man, I weigh like 180 pounds. Maybe. And you're still recovering at that point, right? No, nah, I was good then. Okay. 
So no, this is true freshman year. So this okay. is before I had my uh, my right my right. Oh, knee. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so we're scrimmaging, and uh, I never it's like the fifth player to drive. Um, I step up in the pocket. I try to cut back. Um, Kev Strong gets me. Kev's huge. Kev gets me and drills me to the ground. So I and uh, got hurt my AC joint. So it's like a grade three AC joint. So my shoulder's always been nagging me. Um, so when it, so when it happened, when it popped out the first time versus an army, it was kind of like a weird instance because it didn't really nothing really like forced it to pop out and uh it just felt weird never had it happen to me before but i just couldn't move my arm it felt like it was stuck so it kind of felt weird i went to the uh the, uh, the tent or whatever and dr holcomb was like your shoulder's not out of place i'm like well, i mean i can't lift it so something's wrong <laughs> with it um he tried to push it back in but i guess it was like a unique situation that popped out from the back or which one is normal front or back i imagine probably the because you're kind of landing on it most of the time, so I imagine mm-hmm. popping from the front would be more normal. But I'm not. So sure. my so so mine popped out through the back. So he huh. said he's never really seen that. Um, so he popped it back in, and then I go back out there, play the rest of the game. It's weird. Play the rest of the game, perfect. <laughs> nothing, nothing. The next game, the very first play, it pops out again. I'm like, how did I pop out the next? Right, like right. I got back in, it was perfect. <laughs> I don't know, just all gods, you know, calling whatever. Uh, he had in store for me, um, so I decided to have surgery. I didn't want to keep popping out, playing the rest of the season, popping it back in, because at that point it started to hurt um, once it got popped back in. Um, and that was tough on me. I was just like, man, like another like another injury, another mm-hmm. setback, um, another long process, long journey, and uh, I just didn't know what the what, what it was for. Um, I started questioning, like, why me? Or, like, what are you doing for me? And, uh, you know, now I've started to see what, what it was all for, and I'm just blessed that he did it. If there's anything I've learned about you the last couple of years, I bet you were probably trying to find a way to avoid that surgery or trying to keep playing, because it feels like no matter what happens, you always want to be out there. Was that a, a, a possibility for you at that time with the shoulder, or did you think about that? Uh, you know, it was. I thought about it. Um, but like I said, once it, pops, once it pops out, once it's going to keep popping out, just a matter of time, no matter how much you rehab and stuff like that, so... Um, once it popped out the, the North Texas game, the first play, and they they couldn't pop it back in at first. So it was a struggle to pop it back in. And once they got it in, uh, my arm was killing me. So I was like, do I really want to keep going through this process? Um, I feel like I let my teammates down and being a little selfish at that time. I talked it over with my coach staff and uh, and my teammates. And I just thought it was best for me to do that. And, you know, I think it was. And uh, I'm healthy now, so. One of the things that's interesting when you talk about the injuries is you mentioned, you know, kind of God's plan and your faith quite a bit when you discuss going through that and the recovery. I'm wondering, did you ever kind of think that, like, maybe this was just never going to happen or maybe it's just, like, not not part of that plan? Did you ever consider kind of giving up because of all the, the struggles you went through from an injury perspective? Yeah, you know, I thought he was trying to point me in a different direction, um, maybe trying to speak to me with all these injuries, maybe go down a different route on whatever that is. Um, so I talked to my family about it, like uh, – do I want to continue to keep playing football or how the journey is going or what should I do? And, you know, I've never been a quitter, so I was going to just, you know, stay the rest of these years, fight it out, um, graduate, and then see, you know, what, what life takes me. Um, but like I said, he does everything for a reason, and I think he did it for a perfect reason to, to test my faith and uh, just to just trust him. And it's, you know, just making the journey a little bit more special for me personally to, to see everything that I've been through and reaping the benefits now, um, just a, it's just a great feeling, and uh, I'm just blessed to be in this position. And I bet there's a lot you've learned through that about 
like taking care of your body and kind of having a week to week sort of maintenance plan? Like, what does that look like this season as you go through and try to prevent anything from popping up or getting in the way of the year that you've had? Um, so before every day I practice, I go in a weight room and I do a little uh, things for my knees and my arms. Um, I do core stuff. Uh, I do a lot of things to try to stay ahead of all those things. Um, and just, you know, the older you get, the more mature you get. And uh, at the time, you know, I was immature with my body, not really taking care of it as much. Um, but I'm getting older now, so I take care of my body a lot more. And uh, I'm finally seeing the benefits it has once you take care of your body. I really, I just can't get over the idea. Like anybody who has three season ending injuries kind of in a row, there's got to be like a, a fear or a, or a mental component of that where you're just out there thinking that something could happen or worried about what's next, maybe even in practice. Like, how do you kind of block that out? Or, you know, how do you approach that part of it? Uh, you know, during the, during the rehab process, you know, that's when you test all of those things um, before you come back, um, whether it was on my knees, whether it was squatting, um, cutting, doing all those things. So when you do come back, you don't think about risking or, or doing all the, you know, the things that might re-injure it or when, whether it's on my shoulder, um, doing shoulder press, uh, doing certain movements, you know, just to get it, I guess, routine. Um, so if it does happen in the game, you're used to it. Um, so I just, you know, I just go right back to, to my faith. Um, he already put me in that position. And if it was destined to happen, um, if that's part of his call, his calling and uh, if that's what he wants to do, then that's what he's going to do regardless. Um, but just just going back to the to just rehabbing and uh, just giving him my all and knowing that I put all the work in during the rehab process so I could benefit when I go out there in the game. And there's a whole other kind of subset of adversity that you've faced where I think you feel that there's been a lot of critical people out there or voices about some of the on-field stuff even, like this idea coming out of high school that you were a running quarterback. You know, what's your response to that or where did you first kind of start to hear those things? Uh, well, first, uh, anybody has said that has to say that, I was like in this complex quarterback for for a moment to see how difficult it is. And I'm sure they probably couldn't do. I'm sure they probably couldn't do better than me. That's all I'm gonna say. No but, doubt. Um, you know, just a lot of critics out there. Um, but I mean, that's just like me going to one of your jobs and just critiquing you and everything that you do. I'm sure you might have you know something that you're not that good at at of the course, time, yeah. or something that you you might be better at something else. So. Uh, when I when I hear that, it's kind of like, well, first of all, um, I got in this position for a reason. Um, second of all, you're you're judging me. Um, you're watching me play, and you're judging me. Well, let's flip the roles. And this week, I'm gonna come watch you work, <laughs> right. and I'm gonna critique everything that you do, and let's see how you would like it. Um, but it's just crazy, you know. It's a lot more to it than just um, what everybody sees. It's a lot of behind the scene things. Um, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. You know, you can say whatever you want, really, but as uh, long as the coaching staff believes in me um, and, you know, I just keep playing my game. Um, the little kids love me. I mean, I could care less what you say as a, as a quarterback. Um, I just re- want to be remembered as a great person, um, and that's off the field, you know, inspiring youth and all that. So, you know, like I said, I'm worst quarterback in UTSA history, but what you can't take away is that I'm a positive role model for the youth, and uh, that's what really sticks out to me the most. I can't get over the idea of, me sitting at home writing and Frank Harris over my shoulder telling me about my sentence <laughs> you know structure. What I'm saying? Like, my, yeah. like, your handwriting is terrible. Okay, well, that's something you need to work on, you know? But, 40 words a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's always something you can improve on. And I feel like people don't really realize that, and especially coming out of high school. I was only 18 years old, still learning the game, developing more as a quarterback, and uh, having so much, you know, so many critics telling me what I can and can't do. And they've never been in my position, never played football to begin with, and never played quarterback. So it's crazy how they could tell me what to do, and that's my field. 
and I don't tell them what they need to do in their field. So it's kind of just like a right. two-way street. It's kind of funny how it's, but it's like that in all the sports, not just me personally and not in my position, but you hear it all at all sports and people criticize quarterbacks in NFL or like players um, just in general. It's kind of funny. It's like, they're making more money than all of us put together, and you're trying to critique how they run a route. Right. Like, he's better than you. Like, you're sitting at home <laughs> watching him play. Right. So it's just funny how fans, some fans are. It's kind of... Kind of comes with the territory. A yeah, bit. yeah. So it's kind of like what we got to deal with if we want to play the position. But it's funny because I've seen where I've written something about you, and there might be like a reply or something that's a little bit negative. And I'll see you go in there and like it. Like, I feel like you see this stuff, and you take it, and you use it. Like, how do you kind of interact with those things or let that push you forward? You know, I've always, you know, grown, since I was growing up, you know, I've, had, I've always had a chip on my shoulder. So um, once I hear somebody say something about, you know, this guy's not that good or he can't throw or he can only run, um, kind of just feel to the fire. You know, I'm not going out there to prove you wrong. I'm just going to prove that I know what I can do and I'm capable of doing it. Um, so not just you in general, but if you see me going out there succeeding and doing the things that you once said I couldn't do, then you might like look back and like, oh, okay, maybe he can do it uh, at this stage and at this level. Um, kind of make you eat your words. But but I'm not going out there to to prove you wrong, like I said. I'm going out there to prove to myself that I'm capable of doing these things that I know I can do. It's funny, you like my personal role in this, uh, I have a little story here. I remember it was the week you guys played Southern Miss. It was not your best game of the year, and we talked to you after that. And I asked you, you know, the kind of questions I would usually ask you about kind of what went wrong or bouncing back or how do you fix it? And then you got, you came out against UAB, played an incredible game. You guys won the West Division. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but after the game, Coach Trailer, I asked him, you know, what did you make of Frank's performance and the way he was able to bounce back? And I have the quote here. He said, well, I appreciate you jabbing him and getting after him because all you do is motivate him and motivate us <laughs> to show you how right we are and how wrong y'all are for questioning him. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he came back after and laughed about it and said, Greg does a great job. But he said, keep poking Frank. He can handle it. I promise you. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, but I didn't. But like I said, just having thick skin, you know, that's what comes with the position. Um, and like I said, I go out there and uh, I know what I'm capable of. Um, I know I didn't have that great of a game, but it's always battling through adversity. And I battled through adversity my whole life with all these injuries and stuff like that. So one game doesn't define me, and I knew that. Um, and I knew I'd come back and bounce back the, the next game, and I did. Um, but Coach Shredder loves that. Uh, <laughs> he knows that it puts a little more fuel in, my, like fuel in the fire for me. And I came back that, that week, and I was motivated, and uh, it showed. I got to ask, you could tell the listeners, like how many times have you been annoyed by me personally? Yeah, a lot. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, a lot. But it's a lot of guys out there that kind of get to me, uh, especially with certain questions. They try to get me to say certain things, and um, I usually don't bite on it. But I ain't gonna lie, you probably the number one guy. Seats <laughs> <laughs> and board material. Right. Yeah, he For, is. That's you know, him. it's all about capturing the full spectrum. We can't really talk about all that you've overcome without diving in a little bit into some of the stuff that goes wrong too. So you're always great with me. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yes, sir. That's I got fun. you. I got you. I know it's your job. I know it's your job. Yeah. And it, uh, one of the things we got to talk about a lot this year is just the insane growth you've made from last year to this year. And we can compare the stats, but the one that I look at that jumps out the most is your yards per attempt. Like last year you were 6.5 and this year you're up at eight. And, you know, touchdowns, you've got 25 this year versus 12 last year, wow. throwing fewer interceptions and you're still running the ball quite a bit too. You know, what is the biggest difference from last year to this year? Like, where did that growth come from? Um, you know, just trusting just trusting my training. I'm working as hard as offseason. I'm learning the playbook a lot more, learning the defenses, taking what they give me, um, and just believing in myself. Um, that really, That's really what it boils down to, believing in myself, knowing that the coaching staff believes in me, and they just let me go out there and play freely. Uh, I think last year was kind of hard for me 
because like I said, they were, they were new coaching staff. Uh, they didn't know us really. We didn't know them really. Um, and I feel like I wasn't trusted by them and uh, I didn't trust them and I didn't feel like they trusted me. Um, so that was kind of like a thing that I've, they did trust me, but I just felt like they didn't. Sure. Um, so I started talking to myself like, man, like I can't go out there and play um, because I feel like I'm looking over my shoulder all the time. Um, but that wasn't the case at all. And uh, this year, you know, it was very, that was something that me and the coaching staff talked about. And um, they just kind of like set me, like told me what it was, uh, set me down and told me like, just go out there and play football like I know you can. And I uh, just maturing at the position. And I'm just blessed by all the coaching staff for believing in me. And uh, I'm just glad. That trust seems to be at a totally different level because it seems like you have a lot of freedom this year to kind of adjust plays at the line or make calls. Like how much different is that component and how comfortable are you with doing all that stuff? Uh, well, it just goes back to learning the playbook. Um, last year was kind of hard learning the playbook without a spring ball um, and just in fall camp. Um, this year, you know, we had a whole spring ball and an offseason to, to learn the offense um, so we could add more stuff in the offense and then learning the defenses. Um, I think kind of maturing at the position, like I've been saying, and I think I've kind of showed that I have been doing all those things. Um, so Coach Lennon has been a, done a great job of just kind of cutting me free and uh, just let me go out there and play football. And just from the physical side of it, it was, you know, whether it was last season or this spring or in fall camp, everything, every time I asked you, it was accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. That's what you were stressing. And you can see the difference this year of like, even on some of these like deep out patterns, how good the timing is and how you can put the ball right where you needed to be, you know, how did you work that? Like, where did that improvement come from? How do you, how do you get better in that sense? Um, Coach Hill always says your, your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. And I'm, I'm very hard on myself. So if I miss a, I miss a throw, you know, I started to get in my head. And last year I feel like I was doing that a lot. So that wouldn't let me go out there and play freely because um, I was in my head a lot. So I wasn't playing with confidence a lot. Um, I knew I could make those throws. I could do everything I was doing this year, I could do last year, but that was just, it was all a, a mindset for me last year. I was all in my head. Um, but this year, you know, my coaching staff doesn't let me get in my head. Uh, my teammates don't, um, and I don't. I don't either. So I feel like that's just um, just setting me free. You know, one thing less in my head. Um, so I just go out there and just play freely, and uh, we just go out there and have fun. It's funny that you bring up your coaches and teammates because you are relentlessly humble. Like every time I ask you about something that you did positive, it's my offensive line did a great job blocking for me. My receivers always make me right, and the coaches put us in a good position. You know, where did that kind of instinct or mentality come for you to be that player who kind of directs it to everybody else rather than trying to take a lot of the credit or, or absorb that spotlight individually? Um, just growing up, you know, I'm the youngest of four, so uh, just I had to work for everything that I've got. Um, so I've, I haven't been handed anything. And uh, I know how it is, you know, somebody getting all the limelight um, and, and feeling like they're entitled or feeling they're better than everybody on the team or something like that. So um, I just like to dish it out to everybody else because you know, they're part of the process as well. So me throwing all those touchdowns, it doesn't happen without the receivers or the O-line or the running backs or even the defense at that getting stops to get us on the field. So um, it's never about me. And I battled through adversity all these times, and I know how quick it could change. And I, I, I know how quick um, one play could, you know, take you out for the rest of the year. Um, so you got to just, you know, you got to really cherish these moments. Um, and we're blessed to play this game. A lot of people are not, are not able to play this game. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just a game. There's so many things happening in this world um, that are real-life situations with people dying of cancer and, and real-life instances. Um, and we got to realize that it's just a game. So um, I like to go out there and just, you know, give it all for my guys. And uh, they deserve all the credit. Um, coach Hill always says it. Quarterback and the head coach get all the blame and they get all the, you know, all the credit. And I get too much I get too much credit and I get too much blame. That's the nature of his, his coaching job and that's the nature of my position. Um, 
So we got to dish it out because we know it's not just us in these positions, you know, getting us these wins. But that I think that perspective and mentality has made you a real leader in the locker room. It seems like you you get to wear the number zero jersey, and the for those of you who don't know, the two one zero is there. The it's San Antonio's area code, but that, those are the guys who wear those jersey numbers, who are the leaders of the team and best embody the program's culture that they always talk about. And I'm kind of curious how you sort of carved out that role, or what your relationship like is with your teammates in the locker room, because it feels like you might have like funny little ways <laughs> to take jabs at guys, or that you build these connections in kind of a different way. Yeah, I have a unique relationship with everybody. I feel like I can reach everybody, um, no matter who it is. Um, just certain certain people, whatever it is. Uh, I feel like I can reach everybody. Um, I have a unique relationship. Everybody kind of respects me. I respect everybody. I just like playing around with everybody, uh, just getting some laughs in. So it's just a good relationship. I have everybody on the team. And I love everybody, and uh, I'm just blessed to be in this team. And so now you get to lead that group into the Frisco Bowls. UTSA is searching for their first bowl win in program history. You know, what does it mean to you to be chasing that goal, and what would that accomplishment do for this program? No, it means a lot, um, especially everything that I've been through, especially at this university. You know, it took me three years of playing three games. And um, now, you know, look fast forward and now um, going into a bowl game, uh, it'll mean a lot for this university and for for San Antonio as a whole. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't go out there and uh, we don't talk about winning and losing, but we're going to go out there and execute, take a play by play and uh, hopefully come out victorious. Awesome. Well, thank you, Frank. We wish you the best of luck and Appreciate it was good it. to talk to you. Thanks for coming. Yes, on. sir. Thank y'all.